Your references, this group of six monks are hiding a bowl in a robe belonging to us. Episode 129, Tipitaka, Part 66, in which we will continue reading Pakitiya, starting with number 58. And uh, we'll see if we finish this uh, group of 10 rules of expiation. Special guest today, my uh, uh, pillar of Ashok. Now, I painted this. Um, real quick, here's one of the original pillars of Ashok down at the old uh, ancient Buddhist cave uh, dwellings there outside Pune in Maharashtra. And uh, this is what the pillar looked like when I first painted it white. Um, and then here's me painting it in uh, sped up, you know. And here it is now. So basically, Ashok was a king of Magad. You remember, we've had a few kings of Magad. Um, and uh, that's, so he was based in what is now Bihar. Rajgir, the city of kings, if you will. I think he was based in Rajgir. I'm not 100% sure about that. I know Rajagaha was the city of kings back in Lord Buddha's day um, when Maharashtra was, uh, was it Maharashtra? Yeah. Mahavir, what am I talking about? Maharashtra, that's something else. Um, when Mahavir was, uh, was giving counsel to the king in Rajagaha, that was like within 20 to 120 or something like that years uh, before Buddha or 20 years after Buddha, the dates don't really line up. I mean, it's not an exact science estimating whether they were walking by each other on the street or if uh, Lord Buddha was a little bit younger than Mahavir. That's Jainism, by the way, for those who are confused. So anyway, fast forward, oh, what was it, at 400 years after Lord Buddha, uh, about 350 years, and uh, a very powerful king, a king who conquered more of India than most other kings throughout all of history. Um, he used to build these pillars, minus the paint, uh, but the stone pillars, like the one you saw, all over. And that was uh, meant to, at once, establish his reign and the reign of Buddhism. He became a devout Theravada Buddhist, and you might recognize him from, that's King Ashok. So, so what we're talking about here is uh, pre-sectarian early Buddhism, but when King Ashok came around, that was an era-defining you know, that's when what we now call Theravada was kind of codified. Um, <clears throat> there are contemporary, there are modern-day Theravadan orders, which are a lot more like the, um, the Buddhism of Ashok's day than, you know, a little different from the pre-sectarian 
you know, the actual days of Lord Buddha <clears throat> that uh, we're reading about. So anyway, um, but the colors I added, inspired by the beautiful temples of Tibet, I've noticed that in Bhutan, on the outside of the temples, hopefully I'm showing you some images, on the outside of the temples, they'll use like russet and sort of a deep olive green or deep green and yellow and white. Um, they'll avoid using these bright primary colors on the outside of the temple, but as soon as you walk inside the temple, then that's where you find these, uh, the red, blue, green, and yellow. So before I move on to the uh, scriptures here, if anybody can tell me based on the colors of the lion faces, which way am I facing right now as I'm looking at you? But extra credit points if you can answer that down in the uh, in the section below. So the uh, the pillar itself is from this era, but the uh, the colors are inspired by this era, the more Tibetan Vajrayana Buddhism. Speaking of which, I think yeah. Now that I'm saying it, I'm committing to it, aren't I? Um, we did uh, Padma Sambhava three actually. We did Padmasambhava 3 uh, for episode 120. So after this, this is 129. Next episode is 130. Let's go ahead and do Padmasambhava 4, shall we? Next time, next time. But for today, old school. The rules. I'm sticking to it. I committed to read every word of these scriptures. Even if it's six books of rules. So, yeah. All right. Shall we go ahead and get to it? Um, yes. For those of you who've never seen me before, this is the first time you've ever seen me, go ahead and click right here. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. And there's no Padmasambhava on the Tipitaka playlist, by the way. That's a separate playlist. Um, but yeah, so if you want to start with episode one of Tipitaka, that'll make more sense than starting with episode 66. Um, and since I brought it up, and I think it's been about 17 seconds, hasn't it, at least? Here's the, the uh, Padmasambhava playlist. So there you, there you have it. And that will have four episodes once I record the next episode, the one after this. Make sense? All right, let's do this. Expiation. Pakitiya. 58 at one time the enlightened one the lord was staying at savati in the jetta grove in anatta pindika's monastery now at that time many monks and wanderers were going along the high road from saket to savati on the way thieves having issued forth robbed them at Savati, heirlings of the king, having issued forth, having seized these thieves with the goods, sent a messenger to the monks. So I guess the, the heirlings like, came you know, to, to the rescue, seizing the thieves, as opposed to like being born, which was what I was thinking at first. Never mind. So, okay. They sent a messenger to the monks saying, quote, let the reverend sirs come. 
Let each, recognizing his own robe, take it. Ah, so the thieves took the robes, and now the king has sent a messenger saying, hey, come take your robe. All right. End quote. The monks did not recognize them. They looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the reverend sirs not recognize their own robes? End quote. I've mentioned before I used to be part of a temple, but not a Buddhist temple. We used to have similar issues to this. Like, I think this is my robe. Is it my robe? And so some smart people would say, no, it's not your robe. See, there's my initials inside of it. People could, like, get away with stealing by going, oh, I thought it was mine. How did I end up with four robes? I just kept thinking, I thought I brought my robe today, and then I remembered I borrowed that robe because I forgot to bring my robe, and then at the end of the day, I thought, oh, this is my robe, I should pack it up and take it home. Now I have four robes. (sighs) Yeah. All right, anyway. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having had the order of monks convened, having given reasoned talk on what is befitting, on what is suitable, addressed the monks, saying, quote, On account of this, monks, I will lay down a rule of training for monks based on ten grounds, For the excellence of the order, for the comfort of the order, three dots, for establishing what is verily Dhamma, for following discipline. So, uh, yes, based on ten grounds, we got four because the translator put three dots in between the first two and the last two. Where can we read about all ten? I don't know. I don't know. There was a footnote making reference to that it's like at some point in the future we'll get that list of ten grounds. It seems ridiculous, doesn't it? <sighs> okay. Yes. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. When a monk obtains a new robe, any one mode of disfigurement of the three modes of disfigurement must be taken. Either dark green or mud, parentheses, hyphen, color, end parentheses, color with an OU, very British, or black. If a monk should make use of a new robe without taking any one mode of disfigurement, of the three modes of disfigurement, there is an offense of expiation. So it doesn't say, but I think that's so that the monks can recognize their own. So if there's three types of color and they're just supposed to like put it on the robe somewhere, I mean, I guess, oh, my, mine is green and on the sleeve, mine is black and inside the collar. All right. Maybe they weren't all literate. Yeah, that makes sense. Why am I assuming that people are literate in 6th century BC? All right. New means it is called so if it is not made allowable. What? Robe means any one robe of the six parentheses kinds of, close parentheses, robes. Any one mode of disfigurement of the three modes of disfigurement must be taken means. 
even parentheses as little as close parentheses with a blade of grass must be taken. Dark green means there are two parentheses kinds of close parentheses dark green. The dark green of bronze, the dark green of foliage. I'll have to write to Windsor Newton right away and let him know they've got far too many. There's only two. Only kidding, of course. Multicolor means what? Oh, mud. <laughs> mud, parentheses, hyphen, color. That's with an O-U. Uh, close parentheses means it is called water. See, in the U.S., they don't do O-U. They just do O. Anyway, black means anything that is of black. If a monk three dots without taking any one mode of disfigurement of the three modes of disfigurement means. If a monk makes use of a new robe without having taken any one mode of disfigurement of the three modes of disfigurement, even parentheses as little as close parentheses with a blade of grass, there is an offense of expiation. If he makes use of it, Thinking that he has not taken, when he has not taken, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether he has not taken, three dots. If he makes use of it, thinking that he has taken, when he has not taken, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that he has not taken, when he has taken, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether he has taken, there is an offense of wrong. If he thinks that he has taken when he has taken, there is no offense. There is no offense if, having taken, he makes use of it. If what is allowable becomes destroyed. If what made the appearance allowable becomes worn away. If what was not made allowable becomes sewn together with what was made allowable. If there is a patch, if there is a braiding, if there is a binding, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The eighth, meaning the 58th. All right, it's basic. Write your initials in your robe. It's the sort of modern, uh, especially if everybody has identical robes. It makes sense, right? But then, back then, it seems like they didn't have identical robes. Robe material would become available, and some would get it from that village, and some people would get it from here or there. They would travel, and someone would get it from the village that they were in. Not everybody would get a new one, this kind of thing. It'd be hand-me-down robes. And so it must have, must have looked, you know, interesting to see them all together. Right? Expiation. Pakitia. 59, three dots. Oh, excuse me. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, himself having assigned a robe to a monk who shared his brother's cell. Oh, Upananda, where is he? Yes, yes. Him, he has issues with his brother's cellmate. 
Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, himself having assigned a robe to a monk who shared his brother's cell, made use of it, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away. Then that monk told this matter to the monks, saying, quote, Your reverences, this venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, himself having assigned a robe to me, makes use of it, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away. End quote. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, himself, having assigned a robe to a monk, make use of it? Parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away. And quote, three dots, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, Upananda, yourself having assigned, three dots, not having been taken away? End quote. Quote, it is true, Lord. End quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, quote, how can you, foolish man, yourself having assigned three dots, not having been taken away? It is not foolish man for pleasing those who were not, parentheses yet, close parentheses, pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk, himself having assigned a robe to a monk or a nun, or to a nun, or to a female probationer, or to a male novice, or to a female novice, should make use of it, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. A female probationer, but not a male probationer? Maybe they'll explain that? All right. Whatever means three dots. Remember last time? Monk means three dots. To a monk means to another monk. A nun means one ordained by both orders. A female probationer means one training in the six rules for two years. The six rules, huh? These rules are the five silas and one against eating at the wrong time. All right. A male novice means one conforming to the ten rules of training, which are not in the footnote. A female novice means one conforming to the ten rules of training, right? Same as a male, but female. Himself, meaning himself having assigned, right? Hmm? Hmm. So what if somebody else gave them the robe and then you used it? Is that not a crime? Maybe that's a different crime. Maybe that's number 60. We'll see. A robe means any one robe of the six parentheses kinds of robes, parentheses including close parentheses, the least one fit for assignment. Assignment means there are two parentheses kinds of close parentheses assignment. Assignment in the presence and assignment in the absence. Assignment in the presence means that he says, quote within quotes, I assign this robe to you or to so-and-so, end quote within quotes. Assignment in the absence means that he says, quote within quotes, I will give this robe to you for the sake of assigning, parentheses, it, close parentheses, end quote, within quotes. 
should he should say, quote unquote, who is your friend or inmate? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> who is your friend or intimate acquaintance? I don't think they mean that on account of Parajika one. End quote within quotes. Quote in quotes, so and so and so and so, end quote in quotes, he says, he should say, quote in quotes, I will give to them, make use of what is due to them, or give it away, or do as you like, parentheses with it, close parentheses, end quote in quotes. Parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away, means either if it is not given to him, or not putting his trust in him, he makes use of it. There is an offense of expiation. I'm really enjoying this banging, a little more noise today than usual. Actually, right before I started recording, it was dead silent, and then someone started with the power saw right as I was getting ready. It's like, all right, it's going to be a Chikung episode, right? If he thinks that, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, is not taken away, when it is not taken away, parentheses, and, close parentheses, makes use of it, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, is not taken away, three dots. If he thinks that, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, is taken away when it is not taken away, parentheses and, close parentheses, makes use of it, there is an offense of expiation. If he allots or gives it away, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that the robe, the robe being in parentheses, is not taken away when it is taken away, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, is taken away, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, is taken away when it is taken away, there is no offense. There is no offense either if he gives it or if putting his trust in him, he makes use of it. If he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The ninth, meaning the 59th. All right. So put your name in your robe or put a little marking so you can recognize that it's your robe. And don't use someone else's robe without their permission. Unless it's been like formally taken away from them or something especially if you're the one who gave it to them. I mean, specifically if you're the one who gave it to them, apparently, I guess. Upananda. Okay, thank you, Upananda. You can go. Expiation. Pakitiya. 60. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now at that time, the group of 17 monks did not store their requisites. The group of six monks hid a bowl and a robe belonging to the group of 17 monks. The group of 17 monks spoke thus to the group of six monks. Quote, your reverences, give back the bowl and the robe to us. Close quote, end quote, as they say. The group of six monks laughed. These cried out. Monks spoke thus, quote, Why do you, your reverences, cry out? 
End quote. Quote, Your references, this group of six monks are hiding a bull in a robe belonging to us. End quote. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, Quote, How can the group of six monks hide a bull and a robe belonging to the monks? End quote. Three dots. Is it, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you monks are hiding a bowl and a robe belonging to the monks, end quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, end quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you foolish men, what happened to the Lord's voice? How can you foolish men hide a bowl and a robe belonging to the monks? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not parentheses yet close parentheses pleased three dots and thus monks this rule of training should be set forth whatever monk should hide or should cause to hide a monk's bowl or robe or parentheses piece of cloth close parentheses to sit upon or needle cast or girdle even in fun there is an offense of expiation. End quote. Whatever means three dots. Monk means three dots. A monk's means another monk's. Bowl means there are two kinds of, kinds of being in parentheses, bowls, an iron bowl and a clay bowl. Robe means any one of the six parentheses kinds of close parentheses. Robes, parentheses including close parentheses, the least one fit for assignment. Parentheses, piece of cloth, close parentheses, to sit upon means it is so called if it has a border. Oh, oh so Canada is a parentheses piece of cloth, close parentheses, to sit upon. I get it now. Definitions. They've evolved, haven't they? Only kidding. I mean, not really. Needle case means it is with a needle or it is without a needle. Girdle means there are two parentheses kinds of, close parentheses, girdles. Those made of strips of cloth. Oh. And those three dots. Who knows? Two kinds of girdles. One made of strips of cloth and one made of... Yeah, I've already said this word or phrase. Is it here in the footnote? Um, hang on. Footnotes require old man uh, magnifying glasses. All right. So, do, do, do. We do not venture to translate the term. Really? We do not venture to translate the term. It must be good. Oh. Oh. It, what? A kind of girdle that's like too shocking for Miss Horner in 1938 to translate into English? Well, I, uh, I believe that in the notes at the end, hopefully, at the end of this book, I mean, We'll find out what the second kind of girdle is. Well, now I'm interested. This is the first interesting thing. Never mind. Um, in a while. <sighs> Thank you. More, please. 
honking, I mean. Should hide means if he himself hides, there is an offense of expiation. Or should cause to hide means if he commands another, there is an offense of expiation. When once commanded, if he hides much, there is an offense of expiation. Even in fun means desiring amusement. If he thinks that he is ordained when he is ordained, parentheses and, close parentheses, hides or causes, parentheses someone, close parentheses, to hide a bowl, three dots, or a girdle, even in fun, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether he is ordained, three if he thinks that he is not ordained when he is ordained, three dots, offense of expiation. If he hides or causes, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to hide another requisite, even in fun, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he hides or causes, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to hide the bowl or robe or another requisite of one who is not ordained, even in fun, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is ordained when he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is not ordained when he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. There is no offense if he is not desiring fun. If he puts in order what is badly arranged. If he puts it in order thinking, quote within quotes, I will give it back having given Dhamma talk, uh, close parentheses, I mean, end quote within quotes, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, by that I mean the single quote, so it's usually quote within quotes, but here it indicates that that's what he's thinking. All right. The tenth, meaning the sixtieth. This is its key. Fermented liquor, the finger, and water and disrespect, frightening, fire, bathing, disfigurement, himself, parentheses, the robe, close parentheses, not having been taken away, and about hiding. The sixth division, that on drinking fermented liquor. Just for effect, Second book is finished. Woo! Second book of the uh, six books of the uh, Vinaya Pitaka, the books of rules. Now that having been said, I'm going to open it up and see if there's any of those um, things at the end that weren't translated in 1938, like there was at the beginning of book one. And there is not. We will never know what the second kind of girdle is. I guess maybe they gave up. They're like, I guess it's a kind of girdle, but there's the poly word. We don't know what it means. It's a kind of girdle. Okay. Well, I thought that was going to be fun. Like that one episode, you know the one? The really long one with all the different kinds of beep. Right. Um, okay, cool. So, there's a good place to, to end, um, you know, the 20s. And we'll, we'll begin the, I mean, the 120s. We'll begin the 130s with episode 130, in which we will uh, move on to Padmasambhava 4. And we will begin book 3. There it is. Oh, let's, let's, let's do the dramatic thing.
So we've now finished these two books, and we just have these many books, as well as some other books that are in here, to go. So I will do my best to stay fit and healthy so that I can live long enough to finish reading all of Edward, Edward Reeves' Buddhist books on uh, a podcast called Edward Reeves' Right? Okay, I guess we're finished. Do you guys have any questions? Um, special thanks to the six monks, to the 17 monks, to Upananda and to the four lions and the pillar of Ashok. Special thanks to Ashok, and special thanks to you for listening to or watching this episode of Edward Reeves Buddhist Books Podcast, or Tapi Tika, Tipi Taka. All right, I'll go ahead and close now. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.